Kia ora everybody, namaskar, greetings, thank you so much for joining me, Josh and here. Tonight I have a very special guest, Bernadette Watson. I've seen Bernadette in the local community many times um, at different musical events, um, but something very special happened during the festival where I went to what was called Macaronic Singing and Bernadette was hosting that. So I asked Bernadette if she would come and speak on my podcast and she agreed, so I'm very grateful for that. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your knowledge with us, Bernadette. You're very welcome, um, Josh. And again, I've seen you. Um, I've seen you around the community, but I wasn't 100% sure of, of your, your name, uh, <laughs> Joshina. Mm-hmm. Am I saying it right? Yes, you are. Yes. Okay, so yeah, it was great to have you at the um, evening of macaronic singing, uh, along with uh, with with quite a quite a good crowd. Yeah, we had a really wonderful crowd. Evening. And I'd just like to ask you a little bit about your background so that people can get to know you a little. Okay, well, I'll pick out one or two things. Um, I did start off in, in Dublin, um, as in I grew up in Dublin, but my um, parents were both from uh, this part of the, the country, really west of Ireland, so mm. I, I knew uh, this area quite well. And after living with my husband in Kilkenny for a while, we moved here to County Clare. Uh, about 17 years ago maybe um so um we really like living in this area because it's just very uh it's a nice pace of life and it's it's beautiful as well mm. and the music has always been important to me in this area too it's it's like this we lived in Kilkenny for a while Kilkenny's beautiful city mm. and there's a strong uh classical music tradition there mm. Kenny Festival will have classical music. That's um, what what you get when you come to County Clare. Then is more emphasis on traditional music, mm. which I mean I love all sorts of music, but but it suits me. Yes, it just feels feels right to me. And yes. also I'm very interested in the Irish language, yes. which as you know is our language, but a lot of people aren't really speaking it. Mm-hmm. And so you could say I'm an Irish language activist. So wow. We have quite a strong. Um, group of people who love to just meet and use Irish. Mm. Um, yeah. That's very interesting. That's one or two things about me. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a little bit about the macaronic singing? First of all, it's a term I've never heard of before. And um, it was such a strong and beautiful community feeling there that night. I liked that. I did feel that it would be an event and that would be very accessible mm. for a lot of people. As I say, I'm very strongly um, involved in the Irish language movement, you could say, which is about having, you know, that people would have the right to speak their own language. Of course, they have that, but would be enabled somehow to speak mm. it more because, you know, because the English language is so dominant, which mm. is a wonderful language, of course, as well. But uh, as you know, minority languages are under pressure. Mm. Um, on the other hand, then, what's really interesting about this, and I love singing in lots of different languages but macaronic songs are songs with lyrics in two languages at mm. least mm. and i believe it's quite a strong tradition uh, all over the world really mm. um but in ireland i think particularly the 18th and 19th centuries there were a lot of macaronic songs um written because that's the time we were losing our own language mm-hmm. irish was fading away um as as the as the lingua franca and um, English was becoming more dominant. Mm. So um, 
it's um yeah it, it was i think in some ways people were maybe showing off a little bit uh if they had a little bit of they had some english by mixing lyrics maybe one line you know each alternate line might be in, in one or the other Irish or english um and also you're addressing your audience and the audience would be mixed some people would be stronger um irish speakers and others would be more able to speak english so again for for us i felt i mean i've often organized irish language events but that can be restricted a bit you know to people who who feel uh, very comfortable speaking irish and uh, some people are, are you know afraid to come because they don't have much irish yeah but i felt that this event uh, where i insisted that people would be singing if they wanted to of course but they have the words and um, the fact that it's in half English, half Irish, it was going to be a bilingual event from the start. And I think it, it did attract a lovely mix of people. The fact that you had the lyrics there was also really great. Yeah, I think look, people love to, you know, they, they love to. Really, I, really, it was, I was amazed, amazed in a way because we had uh, one or two other singers as well, lead singers, mm. you know, and you say one of them, and she was such a good singer, Deirdre, and she mm. started singing a song that people wouldn't have known very much yes so for the first verse you know people are listening but they're following their words and you can see how really they're following everything next thing you know the second verse they're all in there they've heard the tune and they want to sing Mm. there's no way they were going to sit back and listen so i think it's lovely to give people a chance to sing Mm. and that's exactly what they did off they went they sang (laughs) yeah Mm. that's right we all tried (laughs) yeah i presume the word macaronic um is related to the word macaroni it, <laughs> it's it's um it's from italian or or latin i'm sure i didn't fully get the etymology of it yet but it's um it's it's any songs that have mixed lyrics lyrics from different languages so my main emphasis was of course on songs with irish and english lyrics mm, but i also yes. have a lovely song um which i've sung in you know, in, in church, it's a, it's a hymn, and it's half Latin, half Irish. And again, that 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 actually dates back to the 11th or 12th century. <clears throat> it was written written by a monk, and I think there would have been a lot of. Um, that's when Irish would have been spoken very much at the time, but also Latin was very strong as a language of learning of, uh, of for the educated. Um, so I think it's wonderful to have that as well. Oh, yeah, I was so impressed with that. And that was a really beautiful song. It was a praise song, wasn't it? Yes, it's mm. very, um, it's like a chant. It's a lovely song. Mm. Other songs were, mm. like, they weren't very serious songs. There, there are three no. types. I've heard a categorization of three types of songs in Irish, the three lovely Irish words. One is suantri, which means lullaby. Mm. And then another is uh, Gultry, which mm. means a sort of lament. Mm. And then the third is Gantry, which is like f- fun, uh, you know, light songs. So I think mostly the macaronic songs in, in Irish um, are in that Gantry um, tradition, mm. <clears throat> light, enjoyable, fun songs. Mm. And there's often a lot of devilment involved in them. It's often really about pursuit of a female or a female pursuing a man. And uh, what happens in in the course of of the relationship 
yeah. and it may or may not end happily but <laughs> they aren't very sad songs you know they're not very serious songs and I think partly it was about people who were writing songs at the time the poets who were writing the songs and composing them they were you know they were amusing an audience mm. and they were showing how clever they were and mm. um, people weren't entertained by them mm. yes it's not easy to write in two languages that's for sure mm-hmm. and yet I think it probably came naturally enough yeah two people that were dealing with two languages all the time true yeah it did occur to me and I don't know if it's relevant or not but I was wondering if some of those songs might be a way of sort of like closeting certain information and <laughs> I don't know maybe um they might be saying something in Irish that the English might not like I don't mm-hmm. know and the English wouldn't know it yeah, I believe there was a, there was an element of that going on as well. That um, you know, political songs. There would have been quite a few political songs actually. I haven't come across too many myself, but they were they were in the tradition as well. Mm. Um, and of course, you could um, your line in English would be very innocent and how wonderful these yeah. soldiers are to keep an eye on us, and then the line in Irish would be <laughs> seditious really and uh, saying something unpleasant about them, which, which, which half of you know, lots of the audience would understand, but the yeah. poor English soldiers wouldn't. Um, so yeah, there's a certain amount of that going yeah, on. Yeah, sure. like the coded language there, and also sayings. Obviously, there might have been some sayings in Irish that the English wouldn't have had a clue what it means. And you could oh, put those in there yeah. too. Yeah, because I mean that would have been going on all the time with spoken language. There's a wonderful play written by Brian Friel, the the late uh, lamented wonderful playwright from from Derry. So he wrote a, po- a, a, a play called Translations, mm. and it's it's about the the time when the um, English soldiers were they were tasked with sort of renaming the place names they were trying to deal with these really complicated um difficult place names um in the ordnance survey in the early 1800s and they had to come up with with this sort of the meaning and make it you know um, anglicize the names really um but the play deals with all sorts of issues, but the play is so cleverly done. It's really worth seeing it. So you have a romance between a young woman and the, and the soldier, and he's speaking English and she's speaking Irish, and they don't understand each other. <laughs> and yet they do understand each other because they're falling in love with each other. Mm. Um, he deals with all sorts of issues in it. It's mm. something I'd, I'd recommend. But language, is, a, is a, I think, is a fascinating subject. It is. And uh, I do have to say that the written Irish language and the spoken is really sometimes quite tricky. The way it's written doesn't really sound that way when you pronounce it. Yes, I suppose people find that. Yeah, I'm never quite quite sure. You know, people say Irish is difficult and then I don't know how to judge or, you know, across them compared to other languages, whether it actually really is difficult or you know equally for, for those people who would be new to English would you say English would be very difficult Probably or it's yes. like wood w-o-o-d or wood <laughs> yes, w-o-u-l-d exactly. you know yes <laughs> um, but I but mean, Irish, yeah. I Irish mean like the consonants for example scythe the name scythe 
Oh, it's spelled S A D B H. I would never in a million years imagine that you'd spell side with S A D B H. That's one Yes, example. yeah. Or um, the word five, which which is, which is a problem. Uh, five, five, F A D H B H. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, there are a lot of. And you know, maybe there is an argument to be made for simplifying things like that completely, so that people can still speak and talk and and read without having having that difficulty. But I suppose we like to hold on to traditions too. Like there's the um, the genitive case in Irish is quite difficult, uh, but actually people often say that it adds to the beauty of the yes. language, the way a, a word is changed mm -hmm. in the genitive case. Yes. Um, like um, T or T-I father or T, T, when I say T-I father or, that's the father is like an accent, like the French acute. So T-I or with a long I. So T, that word is country. But if you say around the, the country, say air food material. So you change the word, you make it longer mm -hmm. because it's a genitive case. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so there's quite a lot of that happening in Irish words being changed mm. in different situations mm. and and the sound uh, can be beautiful but it also makes it much harder <laughs> to learn. There's a, a dear friend of mine who translated that song Tiny Green Island that I sang the other night into Irish and mm. he, he used the term Fariga I think for sea. And then someone else, another friend of mine, said, well, he didn't really think that that was the right word for it, that there was another word for C. Um, and we're M-U-I-R, yeah, it's for linked C. to the, to Mar, yeah, to Mar, to do with, I mean, I'd be familiar with both those, those terms, but I'm not sure if it's a, one is more popular in one area, I can't. Farida mm, yeah. is widespread for sure, and then we're it. Is there too? That song I hadn't heard it before. Uh, and I love this tiny green island, surrounded by the sea, touched by the sea, decorated by the sea. That's that's the main chorus. And um, and that, where did you hear that song? That's a, a song written by Prabhat Ranjan Saka, who's maybe the greatest Indian composer. He's written over oh. five thousand songs, and that's one that he wrote. I mean, in his teens, in his teens. And uh, oh, one of the very few English songs that he wrote and was added to his collection later on. Oh, I see. And um, where was he talking about? He wasn't well, talking spoke. about any particular country. He was, he was coming from like a spiritual perspective saying, I love this tiny green island surrounded by the sea means. I love this, this being surrounded by, you know, God or supreme yeah. consciousness. Mm -hmm. He was talking about it from that perspective. But people take it in different ways, you know. Yes, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Do you know any um, Irish songs yourself? Only a few. Songs? Only, hmm? a few. Only a few. Only a um, few. Yeah. Only a few, but the ones I do know, they're so lovely. Mm -hmm. They're so lovely, powerful, gorgeous songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'd like we to learn a... more, but um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure yeah. I will. Well, as I'm sure I will. You know, staying here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I love the lyrics of the 
some of these macaronic sounds, mm. just even the English of them, mm-hmm. I find them very sort of um, well quaint. They're quaint, I suppose, because they're they date back a while and they're elegant. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And as Deidre was saying, there's a lot of history in them too. Deidre um, was saying. Oh, she was. Um, yeah, absolutely. And she also said, Deidre said that they were very strong in this area of the country in Munster. Mm. Perhaps um, we were losing Irish more quickly than some other areas. Mm-hmm. But, but then that meant that maybe we had more macaronic songs. And also that um, she, she she told me, which I hadn't realised, that quite a lot of people, are certainly in the Coulee in the West Cork area, mm. um, that there's quite a strong tradition now of um, of writing macaronic songs, mm. continuing it rather than just collecting the old ones and singing. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, because um, and again, it's in a light, entertaining tradition. I'm sure hear a lot of them in the Euroctus. Did you ever hear of the Euroctus? Mm. It's a wonderful festival no, that's no. on every year in November, the first weekend in November. And um, it could be in, diff- in different places in the country, but it has been in Killarney very often because very big venues are needed for it. And Killarney has a lot of big venues. Um, but it's, it's, it's just a festival of music in Ireland, mm. really. Mm. Certainly, singing, mm. and uh, it's it's a huge amount of people come together, and there are a lot of competitions um, and performances of songs, and mm. also of spoken word um, sort of poems where somebody address one person addresses another, and over and back, and there's mm. competitions in these various uh, verse arts as well as uh, songs. That's the Euroctus. You must, you must look out for the next one. That sounds fascinating. New, Maori language was banned in New Zealand more than 150 years ago, mm-hmm. um, and so a lot of the you know those generations of people, um, a lot of the younger generations lost touch with their own language, their own identity. And more than 50 odd years ago, there started to be a Maori Renaissance, was spearheaded by a woman actually group of women from what I understand who really saw the problems that were happening with the younger generation they they just realized that they had to bring back the Māori language the Māori culture mm-hmm. and they did that through um, te reo movement total immersion for the young ones into te reo and that's how it started that's how it began some musicians got together and they were fascinated by these traditional Maori instruments and like Richard Nunn's was one of them, James Webster, there's more or so, who decided that they were going to un- investigate these traditional Maori instruments that had been stuck in the museum for ages and not played for so long and um, making copies of those and, uh, and learning how to play them again by going around these traditional, the marae, the traditional meeting houses and talking about it with the elders and finding out how did these instruments sound like Maybe the grandparents played them or whatever. This music renaissance happened. And now it's amazing because now in New Zealand there's so oh. much encouragement to learn the language. And so it's all through the school system now. First of all, it was just the kindergartens and the universities levels, and now mm. it's all through. There's been a huge mm. Māori renaissance. 
New Zealand. That's marvelous. Yeah, I, th I think I've heard about that because, of course, I think we've looked at it from Ireland. We've looked over uh, at um, New Zealand as an example in terms of the total immersion, mm. in terms of children, young children mm. learning a language. Once they once they get a chance, once they're exposed to, you know, actually to somebody who's enthusiastic about the language, um, uh, and once they get imbued with a sense of, you know, their own culture, pride in their own culture and their own heritage and background, yeah, they really go for it and mm -hmm. they they take it on and they, they feel a pride in it. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's very easy to blame people, but unfortunately, a lot does depend on a teacher, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does, yes. You know, we say in the primary schools here, the teachers have to teach all the subjects. And by, you know, it's obvious they're not going to be really because of the ball. They might have certain ones that they have passion about. It yeah. might be art, it might be yeah. English language, it might be maths, it might be Irish. Um, it's great if you can pass on a passion to to a child or if a child can have a mixture of teachers and get, get it opened up to different varieties, different possibilities in their life. Hmm. Um, so, but but certainly in terms of a method of teaching, it's it's just so obvious because that's happened here that we have we have the schools called the Gales Colonna, and uh, what happens there is the children learn through well they just learn everything through Irish except for the English yeah, language, yeah. you know, so everything it's total immersion, and that works really well. So you know they don't even sort of think about it; they just yeah. begin to get very fluent um, in Irish, but other schools are are just, you know, they might be very good, but they're, they're not using that method, which means Irish is in a little box in the Irish class, yeah. and that's it, then you come out and then forget about it for the yeah. rest of the day. Yeah. And, and really with a language, you need to do more than that, mm. take it on properly. Yes, that's right. Now tell us um, something some of your own projects that you've been doing, Bernadette, some of something that's inspiring you at present or recently? Um, well, I, I mean, I, I have, I suppose I've been doing a lot of teaching all my life, but I'm not formally teaching in the classroom now, but um, I hope I am enabling people in terms of, first of all, the language, um, mm. which I do quite quite a bit in different groups we've started, different mm. groups around the area in terms of speaking Irish and having activities mm. uh, in, you know, it's just meeting up and, and then maybe going to some events. Mm. Um, with uh, So you're, you're, you know, you're enjoying the normal things that you're not sort of saying we'll have an Irish class, but you're yeah. having an activity and it happens to be happening mm. in Irish. Um, we do a lot of that. Um, there's a lovely, there's a wonderful summer school I go to every in in August for a week in August. It wasn't on obviously the last few years, but it'll be on again this year. Mm -hmm. And that's in Waterford. In it's in one of the Gaelic areas, as you know. Mm -hmm. There's some small pockets in yeah. the country where Irish is almost dominant still although still obviously it's very strong English too but you know where Irish is more dominant so this is a summer school that goes on there um, in Waterford in the Gaelic in Green and um, 
I'm looking forward to going again this August. Yes. And um, I have a role in that, which a few years ago before COVID, and it'll be happening this year again, where I'm going to be doing sort of teaching the language through drama. I'm going mm. to be doing one of the classes. I used to just mm. go as a sort of consumer and just enjoy it, you know, but yeah. and then I somehow got myself into this this role of um taking on a, a group, you know, a group getting together and coming up with this sort of a well a play, a dramatic piece and then mm -hmm. performing it at the end of the week. Wow. So I'm looking forward to doing that again. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out how I'll drag my macaronic songs into it, I think I will. Yeah. So um I'm plan I'm looking forward to that again this August. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And otherwise, I'm hoping to continue from our lovely night of macaronic singing there uh, during the festival, because I think there is a lot of interest. So I'm thinking of uh, contacting those people who gave me their names and maybe once every fortnight a session mm. of singing mm. some of those songs to, you know, with, I suppose the idea in mind being that people would really like to learn more properly and just enjoy singing them again mm. yeah it's a great way to learn the language i mean if people love to sing it's 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 yes. so much more enjoyable to sing than to sit down with a textbook that's right i found that with children when i was teaching in primary school level we used to um, do a lot of songs and um, yeah they really enjoyed it because you've got a, a lovely Richness of language, mm -hmm. <clears throat> Severus Changa, as we say in Irish, we have the richness of language in, you know, in poetry or so. Mm. And then otherwise, oh yes, I'm going to Dublin this week. I'm going on Wednesday and Bloomsday is on Thursday. And even though I grew up in Dublin, I never actually went to Bloomsday events mm -hmm. before. So this is my oh, first year, actually. I, I think I'm going to bring my hat with my straw hat and make a half-hearted attempt to dress up as well. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and there's, a, there's an evening of music and song, and then there's, I expect there'll be various things happening around the city that maybe aren't particularly planned. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, having read, you would have said, a few years ago. It was mm -hmm. the first year of COVID, I think. Mm. Um, and I read it while listening also mm. to a dramatization of yeah. it. Wow. So I had my headphones on, so I was listening to it being being read by all the different actors. You know, sounds wonderful. Which I would recommend. That's one way I would recommend yeah. rather than just reading it, uh, because all the different voices were speaking. Mm. Paul Bloom, Stephen Dedalus, and um, you know, and there's so much music in that book as well. Mm. In space. That you, you you got a little music in it too, so well, that was um, a wonderful way to read it. Absolutely, yeah. That sounds exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. Normally, at the end of a session, um, we um, I ask people if they wouldn't mind to sing something mm -hmm. of their own. Macaronic song would be great if you if you have one handy. Um, which one to pick? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a great singer, but I mean, the songs really are they're telling stories. That's what it's about, I think. Yeah. So I think that comes across. Um, um, what I know best is probably One Morning in June, and it's still June, isn't it? So 
It that's is. appropriate. That's a great one, yeah. So it's, it's got two names. One is One Morning in June and the other is which is um, goodbye and God bless or something to, to the troubles of the world. Mm. Um, I think people would really get the the meaning from it, even though there'd be some words they wouldn't understand. Yeah. Um, and it's just a light story about falling in love and Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Sounds good. <clears throat> One morning in June, I was made an expressor up. Across the clum, Colleen, Baroya, Sukhani. She was so handsome, girl, hit me in Raleigh. This dog, she should have ringed out for McCree. I asked her her name, look how they are with Benahel. A cousin's annoyed to a grog young My heart it will break if you don't come along with me. Slaughter August Banner Clebury Van Teal. The Chicagoan Gilgo may o canter in a flower girl. Over I mean so airy, say should but clock the lump. Made my own parents and me disagree. Well, the Christless is the whole. I'll A story I'll tell you a bachelor the free. That I'm a young man who is deeply in love with you. Surely my heart is from roguery free. But you go, you bold road, for you wanting to flatter me. Gainer and love, nor gainer and crave. I have neither wheat, potatoes, nor anything. Nor few and flip lap and the big herons and me. Can I wake my table to place mine a cushion? Moon English cotton, the national doll there. So powder your nose, love, and come away along with me. There's an alehouse nearby, it's very commodious. If you are satisfied, a grog down the free. Early next morning, we'll send for the clergyman. It's very good, honest and teal. Then need a go, for the bar is some carrigan. And then we will take the road home with all speed. When the reckoning is paid, boys, who cares for the landlady? Slawn August Banner, Claire Bourbonteel. August Banner, Claire Bourbonteel. Oh, wow, I love that song. I, the melody is so mm, hypnotic. It's, it's beautiful, isn't it? I love, the well, I, I, I love the elegance, as I say, of the language. Um, mm. Surely my heart is from roguery free. Century <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. was that song written? Oh, I think, um, I think, well, late 18th century, early, yeah, mm. late 18th century, I think 1700s. Mm. So, I mean, did you get what's going on in that story, in, in, in the story, mm. yeah? Yeah, yes. You did, of course, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. I've heard that one. I heard you sing that one that night in Under the Oak. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was a good night in Under the Oak. And then we had lovely tapas. We we had it all, really. We had 
wine if we wanted it, and we had tapas, and we had song, and we had chat. Mm -hmm. It was a good night. It was a great night, <laughs> yeah. And you organised the whole thing, didn't you? Well, it was my little idea, which uh, <laughs> came to fruition, and I was yeah. delighted with how it did. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're involved in the committee, of course. The whole festival was very good, I think. Mm. Yeah, no, it was a great festival, yeah. So many um, new members on the committee, and so lots of energy, lots of excitement, lots of support. Right, because it's so easy to be left with just a few. Mm. Well, thank you so much for that, Bernadette. I really appreciate it, and I'm sure everyone listening really does also. So thank you for well, sharing thank, that. Thank you, Josh, and I really enjoyed it too, and lovely to get to know you. I appreciate okay, it. Okay, all the best. Take Slana, care. Thank you. Bye-bye.